Welcome to Girls Who Read Porn. Please be advised that this podcast contains mature content for mature audiences. The title might have given that away, though. We would also advise you triple check the trigger warnings of each book prior to the episode. And if it's not for you, we'll see you next week. Each episode includes major spoilers, so make sure you read the book and don't say we didn't warn you. With all that in mind, on with the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Girls Who Read Porn. I'm here with the usual crew, which would be Ola. Hey, hey. And G. Hi. And today we have a very special guest. You might have heard us record her, um, a review about her books before, so we're so excited that she's here. And that is Mila Finelli. Hello. How are Thanks you? Thanks for having me. I'm lovely. I'm ready to get started. I'm ready to just dive in and talk about all the things. Well, we're good. Yeah, we're really happy you're here. So excited. I when I brought these books to the girls, I was like, "You're gonna die." Like I'm obsessed. <laughs> I found it by accident through Kindle Unlimited, and I'm like, "This is the best accident ever." Happy accidents. Yeah, I love it. It's so good. Yes. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad. So we- I've had a blast with them. So. We've had a blast reading them. We previously read um, the Italian Kings series. It was a duet when we read it. Now there's four books. Well, about to be four books. Um, And they're really good. And we're so excited for you to just tell us everything about it. So I'll just get started and ask you (laughs) questions. So the first question would be, um, what was it that originally got you into writing romance? Like any particular authors that you love? Any books? Well, I've been reading romance, I mean, for just ever and ever and ever. Um, You know, my grandmother was a big romance reader. My mom is a big romance reader. My mom actually reads everything that I write, probably first. Um, And I usually get notes like, you know, there's not enough sex. Um, (laughs) Yes, um, mom. Yeah, Mafia Mafia Mistress is a, um, a big favorite of my mom's. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I've been, you know, I've been reading romance for a really long time. I went to school to be like a sports broadcaster and that didn't work out. So, uh, but you know, I have like all this journalism background and, um, so I've sort of always been writing, not really fiction, but the fiction kind of came later. So, um, yeah. And then, you know, I I just, I, I'm just one of those people that I, I always want to know what people are doing behind closed doors. You know, like I always like want to know, um, I, I just, I'm fascinated by relationships and, and, uh, so for me, I, I love that I get to explore it, you know, um, so yeah, I, I, as far as like, um, who like, I, I think I, ca- I came to romance in like sort of the the really old school books, and then I went away from it for a long time, and then I came back and I was reading like Sarah McLean and, um, uh, the book is Jennifer Crusey and uh, Susan Elizabeth Phillips. So like I sort of came back around to it and and once I found sort of like the the second round of those really big 
romance superstars. Then I was hooked. And then uh, I found KU and it was all over. Like once that <laughs> happened, it just became like a rabbit hole that I have not escaped from yet. So dangerous. It so is dangerous. dangerous. You kind of get I, sucked yeah. in. I remember when I first found KU that like I didn't leave my room for like four weeks. <laughs> no, and you've been so like I when I first got it, I just remember spending hours just browsing, just looking yeah. at everything. Like it was like like you know, like when you go on Netflix or something and you're not sure what you want to watch, so you end up just looking for ages. It was like that. <laughs> <laughs> and then like you could have watched three shows in that time yeah, yeah. <laughs> like i really gonna read a whole book in the time that i just spent looking yeah oh. it's a bit like a candy store mm-hmm. i mean it's it's dangerous it's, yeah addictive I think, like in particular for romance readers like a lot of romances on kindle unlimited it's good for us it yeah is. the worst part I is the um when you finish a book and it automatically like recommends like more books that you'll like and you're like, man, <laughs> yeah. I just like escaped. I just escaped just relax. this. <laughs> Give me a second. Josh keeps asking me, he's like, why does Amazon take out so much money every month? And I'm like, don't ask questions. <laughs> don't do it. Don't even look at me. It is what it is. Yeah. One of my daughters recently asked if she could share my Kindle Unlimited subscription. And I said, absolutely not. I mean, I, I told my she? husband. Yeah, she's 14. So uh, oh, okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I told my husband, I said, you know, when I die, like that KU history, download history, like these to be, go. like, that's, you got to clear that out. People fully have that, like, they've messaged their friends being like, this is my password when I die. Can you please delete this? Like, I don't want my family to know. I feel like the three of us should do it for each other yeah and i don't really care I my sh- mom's I mean, already yeah, like yeah <laughs> everybody already knows now i share a kind of limited account with my dad so oh yeah you oh do. yes i remember this <laughs> it is what it is <laughs> he just makes fun of you he does yeah. just make fun of me <laughs> um you reading any books right now or do you have a favorite book at this moment yeah we need more um, for our tbr apparently yeah so I um I'm obsessed with hockey romances right now I finished like a a, a, just a slew of them recently um and uh right now at the moment I'm scrambling um I'm actually rereading Mafia Target to to get it ready to to get it um finished so that's what I'm actually reading right now but I'm I'm I love the hockey romances. I'm obsessed with hockey TikTok. Um, I have like all my favorite hockey players. Um, What's your favorite oh. hockey romance? Um, I just uh, one of my favorites um, is the Rachel Reed heated rivalry, um, the long game. Yeah, apparently yeah. that's so good. Um, I just ordered it in paperback because I love it so much. It's like just nice. now coming out in paperback. Um, and I, I love discovered... how we all nodded to that. Like, yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah. Like, if you yeah. love it, yeah, like you have to order it if you love it, obviously. And I, ra- I rarely ever ever do that. And I, so it's sold through an indie book shop, I think, romance bookshop in Chicago. And I said, please tell Rachel how much I love these books. <laughs> um, so I fangirled a little bit over that. Um, and I just downloaded the audio, and I've, I'm listening to it. I think for the fifth or sixth time. Um, of uh, the Serena Bowen L. Kennedy hymn 
slash us duet. The oh, audio, man. you guys, is so good if you like audiobooks. Oh, so God. that's one of my Check favorite things too. Sounds awesome. I what's the latest hockey book you've read though yeah. before that? Um give me one second because I think I still have it in here. Um Oh, it had a blue. <laughs> it was the one with the blue cover. Icebreaker. Um, <laughs> isn't that helpful? Shoot. Was it Icebreaker? No. That's got a blue cover. I didn't love that. Neither I know a lot of Join people. The club, we, couldn't, we were very disappointed. <laughs> oh, okay. Then I feel better. Yeah, I, yeah no, we I, reviewed it. It didn't yeah, hit we home. did an episode Listen, on it. Listen, it's worked for a lot of people. It just didn't work for me. Mm, yeah i mean that book is massively popular i think it, it is i think it was just a bit too young maybe like for maybe, maybe the yeah, audience that's was... a good, that is a, that's actually a good that's a good description yeah, yeah. like maybe the yeah. audience was between the ages of like 18 to like or like 20 maybe <laughs> i don't know <laughs> two years and they've absolutely destroyed tiktok like yeah 18 to 20 year olds are dangerous yeah yeah but we've been saying this about tiktok sensations lately they've all been very disappointing yeah a lot of them are falling quite flat compared to i guess what you would expect when something becomes so popular the only one that i can think of that hasn't disappointed me is anna huang's twisted series mm. oh, and say you swear say you swear was quite good yeah sure it's yeah. amazing. You just don't like it because it made yeah, you I cry. Think it's, I think at some point, at some point, don't you feel like it becomes a um, a group think sort of mentality yes. where it's like I, I should like this, so therefore I do. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I feel I like know. we're not part of that group. Maybe it's like a generational thing where yeah. all of the younger guys are just like they all have to be involved in everything that everyone else is and they have to be like super popular and share all that stuff. Whereas we're like, this is the shittest thing ever. Cancel us if you want to. We don't give a fuck. Like we don't have time for it. I guess maybe we're just not like I the target audience. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I, yeah. I don't know who was the target audience. For it just wasn't us. us. It very yeah. much could I mean, it's very popular. A lot of people loved it. There was yeah. a target audience out there. Yeah. Do you think it is like a bit of a bandwagon thing though? Like it starts to gain a bit of momentum and then people go, oh, this, so this will like, yeah. there's people are viewing this a lot. So we'll make like a post about this and it just sort of does become. It's how they got us. It is, it, it is how they got us. We did read it. Yeah. Like it worked. We read the book. <laughs> we were like, we yeah, have I mean, to listen, do it. I saw, I was like college hockey romance. I read the setup and I was like, oh, this is right up a hundred percent up my alley. And I couldn't wait. And it just, it just didn't work for me. I don't know. I'm still mm. confused about how her dying wasn't the most intense part of the book. <laughs> I almost that's the bit that yeah. still blows my mind every single time I think about it. I'm like, how is this not the most dramatic part of the book? Is that See, it was a, it was a DNF for me. I don't even know what happened in it. Yeah, it was a fair DNF. enough. Like, yeah, if we enough. could have, we probably would have. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. we couldn't because yeah, we bound to, to record about it. <laughs> is there a lot of angst in it? yeah no, i don't know uh, if it's angst or if it's just like puberty it's like very hot and cold <laughs> roller coaster yeah lots of ups and downs it's just like when you when you're in high school and like you wake up and you're in a bad mood and you break up with your boyfriend that day but like at lunchtime you're like but we're together <laughs> that's kind of what it felt like anyway let's talk about your books yeah sorry 
<laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> How do you come up that come up with the ideas for your books? Because they're very like in my mind, um, they're very like old traditional Italian mafia esque. In comparison to like other books where uh, they're like modern, the more modern mafia. So um, I have been reading mafia romances for, you know, a really long time. Um, We probably all have. And I became obsessed with them. And um, I, I had a friend who, who basically said, that's all you read. I don't know why you aren't writing it. And so it was the pandemic and we all had extra time on our hands. And I, I was like, you know, I really, I really, I think I'm going to try. I mean, why not? What do I have to lose? I, you know, am in the house and um, I kind of looked at the market and I, I am part Italian and I looked at the Bafia romance market and I was like, well, how can I stand out? Like what, what has not been done yet? And because I like love Italy and, you know, the Italian language, which I sort of kind of know. And, and so I was like, well, I, I really like, I'm going to research the modern day Italian mafia. Like what is really, is there an, is there still a mafia over there? And it turns out that the mafia has, it is like booming in Europe. Um, it's so I'm, crazy. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Like living through this right now after all the crazy stuff that happened in the seventies that it's like yeah. coming back like full force. And I'm, going to Italy and I don't want to be killed but I want to see it like I'm excited at the end of this year maybe 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 you'll get to like live your like real life mafia man dream I can't wait because I'm going to the south of Italy but then my friend Claudia's like we can't stay in Napoli because we'll get robbed I'm like yeah props but I'm gonna go eat a pizza there on the way to the Amalfi Coast so I'm just gonna like sleuth around and try and find my um, mob man they're they're around they're there yeah I want to see um, like all the chains and shit and I just want to like get a photo. <laughs> That's what I want. Like the heavy gold, the chains, like the open shirt with the hair. Like I'm ready I don't think, for I it. think that'll be an American. If you see that, that's an American. I don't, I don't really? think you're going to see an Italian dressed like that. <laughs> the Italians, I mean, they have so much, they are the most beautiful people. Yeah, they they dress so well. I mean, um, my sister was just over there and she was on a train from, I think like Rome up north to somewhere up north and there was just like an older man on the train dressed I mean to absolute perfection wearing the most gorgeous Italian shoes you know just some businessman Italian businessman like they always look amazing so I think that's going to be an American if you see somebody dressed like that probably but I'll just pretend it's a mob boss fine Um, so anyway, so yeah, to me, it was, I really, I wanted to set it in Italy because I love Italy so much and, and Italian people and, um, and the culture. And so, uh, and, and when I found out the mafia is really booming there, then it seemed like it just, it lent itself to creating this whole world. Um, and I wrote Mafia Mistress in like 45 days. I mean, it was just insane. Like I, how quickly I wrote it. So. Um, normally a book takes about four months to write so to write it in 45 days was like um a whirlwind so it was fun it's so fucking good i've not read anything like it and for and the oh and the like didn't even end up with the original guy and the kidnapping and the oh my god i can't i'm obsessed it's so good oh thank you 
welcome. Thanks for writing up. Yeah, we appreciate it. Um, you wanted to bring up, sorry, I'm going to stop you, Betty. You wanted uh, to bring up what we said in the previous podcast, Betty saying that, um, <laughs> and so he's Fausto. 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 And the way that he spoke English. I thought like when I was reading the book in my mind that he spoke in broken English because he's not in, like, he's not English. He's Italian. So when he would be speaking English, his English would be broken, and you wrote it like that on purpose. But they disagree with me. I disagree wholeheartedly. So this is a really fine line, and it's really interesting that you picked up on that. So I tried... I want... there. Okay, so remember that Fausto and Julio actually went to boarding school in the States like outside Boston. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's how Fausto is able to speak a lot of um, English to Frankie that I had to make that believable. Um, If you listen to Italian people speak English, there are very like trademark things that they do. And I, at the time I wrote it, I didn't know they were going to be audiobooks, but I think I heard it in my head and I did a lot of research on like, how do Italian people speak English? Um, so I wanted, I, I wanted the Italian to come through even when he's speaking English. I got that. that. I, I agree. I got that. So I think it's almost like a little, it's like a little bit of, but, but it's like a fine line. Cause I don't want it to be a cartoon. I don't mm. want it to be cartoonish. And I also don't want it to be stereotypical. Yeah. So it's kind of a fine line. Like I, I don't really know how to answer that. Only that like in my head, it made sense. In my head, he spoke like English, but very heavily Italian, like accent. You know what I mean? Like it made like okay. the way that he, he, his dialogue. And, like and that's why when I when I did the that's why when I did the audiobooks, the narrator does it his English in an Italian accent. So it's not like the it's not like the the narration is read as English and then he launches into the dialogue with an Italian accent. The entire thing is in an Italian accent. See, I got, oh, I got that. That's so effort. I told, um, I told the you guy, guys. The guy that the narrator well. who does Fausto or who who does the male parts um, is an Italian opera singer. So, oh. um, <laughs> that's so different. yeah. So it just like to me, I wanted it because it's told in first person. I wanted the whole thing to feel Italian. So that's really cool. That's cool. Yeah, that's fucking epic. Yeah, I'm. I love the audiobooks, and you know, for Mafia Target, we needed to find another male narrator um, who also could do a good, reasonable Italian accent, and that was not easy to find. But we did find one. So, um, don't you need two? Yeah, yeah, the original guy. Right. So, right. So, um, Antonio. True, true, true. Will yeah, the original guy is going to come back and do Julio, and then we had to find Alessio. So. we found so two, good. two men. My so, yeah. next question would be, which book is your favorite out of the Kings of Italy series? 
Oh boy. I mean, you know, I think, um, <clears throat> I think probably Mafia Mistress just because I had been reading a lot of age gap romances at the time. Mm-hmm. I had been reading a lot of Jessica Kane. I'm a big Jessica, <laughs> Jessica Kane stan. Um, and Mafia Mistress just came out fully formed. And I literally like could not peel myself away from my laptop because I just wanted to keep writing it and wrote it so fast. And when a book comes that easily, you can't help but love it because it just, it's like the child that gave you no problems. Um, <laughs> uh, for Spice, I mean, I, I, I love Mafia Madman, um, you know, for like a, a, the pure like Spice kink. And I think Mafia Target is probably the most romantic out of yeah. all of the all in a kind of, of weird way, yeah. Yeah, it's really sweet. So it's actually very yeah. sweet. Oh, thank you. Oh my god, I finished it like an hour and a half ago, and I was like, "This is a oh. beautiful ending. <laughs> <laughs> this is magical." Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah, I'm so glad. Your your books are like those books where you put the book down and you walk away and you miss the characters. Yeah, like I miss your characters. Aww. Like, you could just keep writing, like, um, I don't know, little, like, novellas about what they're up to, and I'd read them. They don't even have to yeah, have a plot. When we, when we originally read, like, the first two, when we originally read the first two, like, as a, as a duet, and I think Ola came back to us, like, a couple weeks later, and she's like, there's more, like, the third one's out, and there's going to be a fourth one, and we were like, oh, thank God. Everybody's <laughs> 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 getting their own story, oh, thank God. So I did, do a short, I did do a short story for the holidays um, with Fausto and Frankie um, getting a Christmas tree. Oh, my God. That I need that, out. like, immediately. Um, Where is I'll, it? I'll send it to you. Yeah. Um, it was, like, oh it was like a newsletter. It's like a newsletter thing. But I'll send you the link. Um, so I did do that. So, you know, that's fun. I mean, I can always do that kind of things. And, and I will do a bonus um, Gia Enzo scene as soon as I get my life together. Um and uh, there is, so in Mafia Target, you meet two friends, Nikolai and Theo, mm-hmm. and their story is coming out in an anthology in June. Um, the anthology Fuck is yes. called- I was I'm so excited. I was going to ask. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad. The anthology because- is called- Pride, not prejudice. When oh, I read the epilogue, oh, nice. I was like, that's amazing. But when I read the epilogue, I was like, oh, it's obviously about the other twin, the next book. Yes, right? Emma, I, Emma's book five. Emma, right? So yeah. I figured that out. And then I was like, fuck, but she set it up for Nick and Theo. And I want to read Nick and Theo. And <laughs> Nick and Theo coming. How long do I have to wait? Like, I was really stressed out, but I'm so excited. Yeah, yay. Yeah, Nick and Theo are uh, June. And then Emma will be out at the end of end of 2023. Oh, what a good year. Fun. Yeah, what a good year. <laughs> Every year's a good year when you're thinking about book releases. Um, do you have like the next few years of it set up? Like, do you know what's happening? Do you mean like once I finish Emma's, bo- Emma's book? Yeah, what's after Emma's book? I don't know. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Everyone keeps asking about like Enzo's brothers and people ask about Fausto's kids. Yeah. So I don't, I don't foresee either of those happening. 
So I just, I don't know. Fair enough. Fair enough. I could maybe train. see like, um, like so Massimo, yeah, the younger brother, because he was a wee bit more like he had like more problems, <laughs> you know, like he just wanted to be a chef. <laughs> you have problems. I like you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so freaking exciting! Out of all of your books, do you have a favorite smart scene? Oh, um. I hmm I really love Rome with Fausto and Frankie in his like Rome fuck pad. Oh yeah. Oh, um, everyone likes Rome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when we were talking about our favorite sex scenes, I'm pretty sure we all brought up Rome. Yeah. That's that's one I love. I love the vineyard after they get married. That's my favorite. Um, she loved that one. Yeah. Those are I mean uh, you know anything with the cage in Madman is pretty fun. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. What about in your new book? <sighs> um. I. Uh, let's see. I mean, uh, what I like. I mean, what I like best about the two of them is just the, um, it's like fighting slash fucking mm-hmm. like every time. Yeah. Um, for me, I like the park where they're, af- you know, um, I mean, I don't want to give anything away, but like they kill That's somebody. That's all right, God said. <laughs> they go to a park. You, Mila. <laughs> and then somebody's good. watching them in the park. So. Yes. It's like, like after they after Alessio kills someone, then they go to random spots. I love that, especially like the last one. After don't they give up, don't give too much away. They butcher someone, <laughs> and then something happens somewhere, and it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I'm doing my best here, but it's really good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all of those scenes with them were were really fun to fun to write because. Uh, you know, it's it's just such like a um, a fun like push pull dynamic between them, uh, trying to one up each other yeah. all the time. We were talking about as well, like with MM books, like we we particularly love it when they're both sort of of like the same caliber. So like they're both like quite strong or like quite I don't know. I guess like in terms of this, if they they're like equally as violent, like I don't know, just like the just yeah. matching levels of energy. There's something so satisfying about reading that in an MM. Yeah. yeah. And that was actually a struggle with this book. Um, an early, a very early draft of it. Um, one of my beta readers was like, where is the Fausto in Julio? Like he is, he is Fausto's son. Like wh- I don't see any of Fausto in him. And I was like, Oh, I get, now I get it. Like now I get him. And then, you know, another draft later and this is, you know, then I got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So give him a bit more spirit. Yeah. I mean, he's, he he has spent 18 years being groomed you know by his father what does that what does that look like so Definitely. then it became really fun yeah translated very well yeah good i'm glad i'm glad so good. if you could pick one character from your books to date uh who would it be in real life like to if you date? Could, yeah if you had to yeah, date one life. of your book characters who would you date <laughs> oh boy is it wrong to want to like choose all of them and have a flock of cocks? <laughs> <laughs> like that's what it feels like, kind of. 
I mean, for me, it would be Fausto. Um, yeah, Not it would surprising. be. It'd be Paparino, I think. Um, nice. Yeah. Enzo's a little too unstable for me, I think. Yeah. I need somebody who's like a little more stable. More in control. Just a little bit. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. See, I think I would pick Enzo. Yeah, you would. I would pick Enzo. I bet he would too, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think I'm, I, there's something about Fausto, though. Just like the stability. It does seem like he would just be such a, yeah, he would be such a stable presence in your life. Yeah. <laughs> like, you could always rely on him. Uh, okay please give us a general overview of matthew target and why all of our lovely listeners should read it immediately well a uh, mafia targets male male um it's almost like a romantic suspense i mean it is um a the heir to a mafia kingdom who has gone on the run mm-hmm. um he left the mafia to go live with his boyfriend. The boyfriend was killed and Julio's convinced that somebody's out there trying to finish the job and, and kill him. Um, And it turns out he's right because Alessio has been hired to assassinate him. But Alessio is sort of obsessed with Julio and uh, procrastinates on, on killing him. And Julio begins to wonder why, and they get trapped on an island together. So it's a little bit of like only one island, uh, enemies nice. to lovers. <laughs> only um, one island. I love that it's like not in the Caribbean. It's in but- fuck nowhere, Scotland. Like it's like the <laughs> like least expected cold, place to find Italians. Like yeah, cold and shit. Yeah, all yeah the terrible. Sheep. We love Scotland, yeah. by the way. We're not shitting on Scotland. Please don't cancel us. But it still. just might not be like the most romantic of settings when you immediately <laughs> jump to like let a romance set in an island. You wouldn't go like Scotland, the Scot- like the yeah. north of Scotland. <laughs> well, I had to think of where where would be isolated enough, and where, I mean, where would you not expect to find like a boy raised in you know the yeah. southern Italy? You know, he'd be miserable there. So, yeah, I settled on Canada. With the shape. And Mrs. With Campbell. She's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> My editor said she would really want some Mrs. Campbell story. Yeah, like yes. a prequel. <laughs> like a prequel to yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah. That Mrs. Campbell really deserves like she does. some badass like dude. Oh so God. yeah. That would be great. I love when she people would be like <laughs> a great dumb, I reckon. <laughs> Do you know what I mean, though? Like, she's got a fucking head on her. So she'd fuck everyone up. Yeah. Yeah, she would. She's like, I got a she's... boat. You want a plane? I got you. <laughs> I don't just serve beer. She's got a past. Yeah, she's she fun does. to really, yeah. like, explore. Yeah, she's what... colourful. Yeah. What's in that past? Like, if she fell in love and then they went away and then they find her, like, right after the guys leave the island. I've already got a whole story idea for you. <laughs> <laughs> Message me later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I do. We can outline it. Yeah, totally. I'm ready. There is something special about authors picking um, like peripheral characters from books that you would not expect to ever have their own book and then giving them their own book. Yeah. Yeah, even if it's just like a novella. Yeah. You're just like, oh my God. Who is this, this person? Is it's just more content for people as well. People it just was, love content. It was like Lena Hendricks with that angry guy who had that farm and then she gave him that prequel and then we were like, oh, now yeah. we know why you're angry. Yeah, the old, the old the man. The old man, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it hits different. What if Zia yeah. got a book? 
Oh, yes. 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 I guess Zia Zia would would probably beat her husband up with a frying pan. Yeah, Zia's got some stories. She does. Yeah, for sure. For sure. (laughs) But I think I wrote it that she was not happily married. No, she wasn't. No. When he died, she was like, this is good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was my grandmother. My grandmother was like, like, she was like, why would I ever want to get married again? So... (laughs) Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. We're going to end on our final question, which is always my favorite question. We ask every single author this, which is, do you have any advice for aspiring authors? Oh, boy. There's no way to do it other than to do it. I think everyone looks for a sort of a magic, you know, a solution, a magic pill, a magic bullet, whatever mm-hmm. you want to say, like, there's no way to do it, but just to do it. Um, and you're not going to get it perfect on the first time out. Nobody does. I mean, nobody I know. Um, and it never gets easier. I mean, I think people, I mean, I be myself, I thought um, the first book would be the hardest. It's not. Um, you know, I'm, uh, I have a whole other pen name and genre that I write in. And uh, that's about 20 books deep. And I think I thought it was going to get easier. And it doesn't, it, it only gets harder, like the more books you write, the harder it gets. So enjoy like that first, you know, those first few manuscripts and have fun with it because uh, so quickly the fun can, can disappear. Oh, that's that's really kind of grim. Does that sound like Debbie? <laughs> do I sound like Debbie, Debbie Downer? <laughs> enjoy it while you can. Just enjoy writing and then fuck off. Like, don't do anything. <laughs> do it for a year and then do something else. <laughs> well, no, I mean, listen, I love it. Um, but I think, um, it is a very hard business mm-hmm. and it is a business. And I think you always think it's going to be, um, Oh, if I just, you know, okay. Like I've got one book out now I can relax and that book's going to sell a million copies. And now, you know, it, it, it is so much of a grind and um, there's no way to do it other than to do it. It is to just work on the next book. You know um, I heard um Nora Roberts speak once uh, after like uh, some, you know, conference. And she was like, great, you have written one book. Good for you. Take five minutes, enjoy it. And now go write the next one. Like, and that's really, that's what we do. I mean, that's, that's the business. I mean, but like I said, I mean, there are times when you, when like a book like Mafia Mistress, you know, comes fully formed in my head and that's a blast. And, you know, it happens really quickly. And, it, you know, there's hardly any edits, because it's just all sort of there. And that's like the joy of. So, you know, it's really these books have really been a joy for me. So nice. That's a nice, nice. way to end Yeah, it. that's a yeah. lovely way to end it. There's been a joy for everyone else as well. Yeah, those yeah. Books. Well, I'm very grateful. Very joy. Yeah, and thank you for it. talking about them and reviewing them and Honestly, I had love. to. I 
Mila, you don't understand. I was talking to them about it for like six months before we did it on the freaking podcast. I was like, I've got to find a weekend. I changed that weekend. I don't know if you remember, G, to specifically yeah. be that duet because I was like, nah, fuck it. I have to do it this season because yeah. I was going to do it this one now, not the previous season. But I was like, no, nah, I yeah. can't do it. I have to do it immediately. you got to do it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm very grateful. I'm very grateful. So next week we are talking to an – TL Swan, right? Fuck yeah, yeah. Swanny. Yeah. Swanny is yeah. in the house. <laughs> wow. We're very excited. We've got so many if books anyone... to read. I have read every single one of her <laughs> books, just saying all 30 of them, I'm pretty sure. Or like 26, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, it's a she lot. She has a lot of books. But just yeah, read the Mile great. series. Yeah. The Mile High series. Yeah. That will yeah. change your life. Because we'll be chatting, chatting to her about Miles Ever After. Yeah, and we can also, you know, talk to her about one. Tristan, which everyone is obsessed with. Don't know if you guys yeah. have heard about that, but there is like a Tristan fan club. <laughs> I'm very excited to ask her about it. Very fun. I'm excited as well. Thank you so oh. much, Mila. It's been really awesome talking to you. Love your books. Keep writing them, please. Don't disappear. <laughs> Please don't. Yeah. <laughs> I won't. I won't. Thank you. You'll always have th- three loyal customers. You guys are the best. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for coming. It was really great. And we'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Girls Who Read Porn. Follow us at Girls Who Read Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And for all business inquiries, please send us an email on girlswhoreadporn at gmail.com. Art created by Jessica Wanny and music made by Dane Forgy Stevens. See you next week and stay smutty, team.